Welcome to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church Podcast, where we bring you weekly sermons that uplift your soul, strengthen your spirit, and praise the Lord. Whatever your reason for listening, we're grateful for you spending your time with us. May God open your heart to love and your ears to hear. Back in January, I got an email from a student at Candler asking if Sandy Springs would be a good place for her to come and get a practice of ministry. And I said, absolutely. There's no better place than Sandy Springs to learn about the practice of ministry. In fact, it's a congregation that is welcoming and hospitable because they allow me to be their senior pastor. So come on, Molly. Um, And so Molly joined us officially back in September and will be offering us our message this morning. And we are delighted that you'll be sharing uh, your word with us. Our reading this morning is from Isaiah, the 41st chapter, verses 8 through 10. But you, Israel, my servant, Jacob, who I have chosen, offspring of Abraham, whom I love, you whom I took from the ends of the earth and called from its farthest corners, saying to you, you are my servant, I chose you and didn't reject you. Don't fear, because I am with you. Don't be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will surely help you. I will hold you with my righteous, strong hand. All who rage against you will be shamed and disgraced. Those who contend with you will be as nothing and will perish. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. As kids, we are afraid of the dark, and I was no different. When I was younger, I was afraid to go upstairs by myself. I would race up, grab what I needed, and then race back down. But there were times I could not race. I would have to spend time upstairs searching, or my parents would tell me not to run in the house. So I would have to spend time afraid. And I would say the phrase, God is with me, God is with me, God is with me, repeating it over and over again. And as I said it more, my fears would melt away. In that moment, I felt like nothing could touch me. God was walking alongside me. I would still be afraid the next time I went upstairs, but every time it worked. Even to this day, I use that phrase, not for going upstairs, but any time I am afraid. While I was interning as a chaplain, I would have to face my anxieties of starting a conversation with new people on a regular basis. It would cause me to hesitate. But when I remembered that God was with me and that he would be heard and felt no matter how I did, that he has called me to this ministry for a reason, I was able to go in and hopefully bring a little relief to those people in the hospital rooms. I was able to face my fears and anxieties because God's presence was there. Fear is something that we face every day. Sometimes it's tangible, like trying to put food on the table 
or a health problem. Sometimes it's intangible, something we cannot simply just fix, like having anxieties about life or worrying about your child. It causes our hearts to race and it consumes our thoughts. Now, this is not a new concept. People have been afraid for centuries. In the book of Isaiah, we have these verses where God is reassuring the Jews in exile that he is still around. The order in which these verses occur are important. But you, Israel, my servant Jacob, whom I have chosen, the offspring of Abraham, my friend, you whom I took from the ends of the earth and called from the farthest corners. You are my chosen people. The Jews had felt abandoned by God. Their land and temple were destroyed. They were surrounded by a foreign people and their gods. And during this time of the Old Testament, the people's identity and God was heavily connected to the land and to the economy. So the Jews were in a foreign land, and it seemed like God had abandoned them. But we have here God reminding them that they are his chosen people, and he has not left. The Jews needed to hear that just because they were not in the promised land, that their protector had not stayed there, but was still protecting them in the foreign land. The line, Yum whom I took from the ends of the earth and called from its farthest corners, is important because God did not choose from one location, but a land far from Israel. Adam, Abraham, did not dwell in the land that was to become Israel, but he was still called. God is not connected to a land or a nation. He's in control of the whole earth. It does not matter where you come from, but God still calls, and he has called each and every one of us. One of the ways we know that God has chosen us is through our souls. There's a deep connection that we have. And that connection happened when God created the individual souls. It is the Holy Spirit dwelling within the soul that humans are allowed to feel the connection back to God. After the arrival of the Holy Spirit, following Jesus' death, Humans were able to feel that connection on a personal level. Not much is known about the origins of the soul, but St. Augustine, an early church father, described it as immortal and created. Many theologians and philosophers have debated about the origins, and one of St. Augustine's theories is that the souls are individually created for each child who was born. God had a role in making every single one of us. It is due to the soul that humanity is able to know of God's existence. We know that God breathed life into our souls. We can see this by looking at Genesis 2, 7, where it describes God breathing 
into Adam's nostrils to bring him to life. We have a direct connection to God through our souls, and we cannot be separated from our souls. The next line says, do not fear, for I am with you, is deeper than God's presence just being in that space. God is utterly and truly with us wherever we go. His presence can never be separated from us. Fear is something that everyone faces. There are fears surrounding the big picture. Will I find someone to live the rest of my life with? Will I get this job? Can I accomplish my dreams? Will I get healthy? Then there are the day-to-day fears. Will this be enough money to pay the bills? I have to give a presentation, and public speaking is terrifying. The unknown is what causes us to fear. For me, I have trusted God with the big picture. He is a calling on my life, and it will work out for his will. I know this, and while I might be confused at times and want God to explain the big picture, I trust him. But the everyday and smaller matters, that's another matter. I have many things I'm afraid of, public speaking and disappointing people, to name a few. But something I have been slowly working on is to trust God and lean on him in those moments. I know I'm not perfect and that I'm going to make mistakes. But when I trust God, I am able to remember that just because I mess up does not mean that God cannot show up in that space and that that time is still special. This summer, I had to regularly pray out loud and speak to large groups of people. And during that time, I went back to the phrase, fear not, for I am with you, over and over again, because it was the only way I was going to get through the fears I had about these events. Over time, I became less afraid, because each time, Nothing bad happened, and God's words were still heard despite my fears. All over the Bible, we have the phrase, fear not, for I am with you. When the prophets were called and they were afraid, what is it that God told them? I am with you. God is with us every single step of the way. And so, what would it look like to trust and lean on him in these moments? One of the biggest characters in the Bible shows us what it means to face fear and win. Goliath had the Israelite army quaking. But David faces him with a sling and a stone and in the name of the Lord. God's presence was with David as he stood in front of someone who everyone else was afraid of. And as we know the story ends, David wins. 
The presence of God is not just a feeling of someone being with you. But the verses end with, I will strengthen you, I will help you, I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. Because God is with you, you have his strength and his help. The Jews needed to be reminded that God can take care of their enemies, just as he has done so in the past. It does not say that I can strengthen you, I can give you help, but I will. Needing God's strength and help does not mean you are less. Paul writes, it is in his weakness that God's glory is shown. By people seeing us needing God to face our fears, his glory and strength are seen. God knows this, and this is one of the reasons he gladly gives his strength and help. As you get to know me, you will find that songs are an important way in which I worship. I use them to express that which I have a hard time putting into words. I do not have a musical bone in my body, but they are what fills my soul and helps to feel that connection to God. There is a song in which I sing when I need a reminder of what God will do called Whom Shall I Fear by Chris Tomlin. Part of it goes, Whom shall I fear? You crush my enemies underneath my feet. You are my sword and my shield. Though troubles linger still, Whom shall I fear? I know who goes before me. I know who stands behind me. The God of angel armies is always by my side. Whom shall I fear? I know who goes before me. I know who stands behind me. God is always with us. He is beside us, before us, and behind us. Who better to trust when we face the unknown? And that which scares us. Take a deep breath. And remember who is in control. I hope you receive this benediction. Remember that God is with you. You are his chosen people. And he will provide his strength and his help. As you face the fears and the unknowns of this world. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church podcast. We hope that you have found our podcast helpful and hope to be in ministry not only to you, but with you. For more information about Sandy Springs United Methodist Church, please visit www.ssumc.org. Until next time, may God bless you.